Here we go. You're tuning in to Will Love Listen. Now listen. This week on Will Love Listen, I am joined by fellow Pisces and New Jersey native Chelsea Handler. Chelsea and I bond over the pros and cons of growing up in the Garden State. We discuss Chelsea's journey into Hollywood, giving advice on her Dear Chelsea podcast, and touring the country vaccinated and horny. Chelsea answers all of my questions, giving me exclusive tea on her same-sex hookups, night at Jeffrey Epstein's house, and finally addresses the Heather McDonald drama. Buckle up. Hey, Chelsea, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Good. It's nice to speak to another Jersey native. Oh, my God, I know. Where where are all the Jerseys? Yeah, right? <laughs> They're out of Jersey. That's where I am. Yeah, wow. exactly. The ones that are still there, probably. Yeah, the, yeah. the ones that are still here are planning to flee, too. <laughs> They're planning to flee, exactly. I mean, I always say to my sister, I'm like, what's the game plan? She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, when are you? And she's like, I'm not. I'm staying. <laughs> Does she still, because you grew up in like Short Hills area, correct? Uh, Livingston. Livingston. Um, does your family yeah. still live here? They live in like, what, yeah, my brother lives in Verona and my, sis, and my sister and my other brother live in West Caldwell. Okay, so they excuse stay me. local. I have a little bit of a lingering cough, so excuse my gross noises. Please don't add that to the article. <laughs> no problem. So how was life? I want to get into your career. There's so much I want to get into because I've been following your career since 2008. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was like an avid uh, Chelsea Lately viewer. I saw your stand-up when you were at the Wellmont. I think it was the Wellmont Theater in Montclair around 10 years or so ago. But yeah, so before I get into like your career, I wanted to touch upon Jersey, of course. So I was curious, um, do you still have property here? Do you visit? Do you stay in touch with anyone? Or are you just happy to be out? Um, well, I visit because my family's there. So yes, I have lots of cousins and um, other than my nuclear family, I visit, yeah, pretty freak. I mean, I usually go into the East Coast, you know, a few times a year. So uh, I definitely spend time there. I don't believe I have any property there, but there's a good chance I do own my sister's house and don't remember purchasing it. So maybe the answer is yes, but I would really have to check with her. Um, but yeah, I mean, New Jersey gets a bad rap, but Jersey, Jersey gives me, you know, I credit Jersey with my personality. A lot of my personality came from, you know, being kind of salty and being, able to laugh at yourself and and be outspoken and kind of not take any shit i think that's a great jersey trait yeah i agree completely and i think that's sort of what made chelsea lately stand out because working in hollywood i mean you could correct me if i'm wrong but everyone just comes up very cautious and a bit past progressive but you were always very direct and it was refreshing especially when you hit the scene sorry i sorry i cut you off especially when i was oh especially when you came onto the scene it was very refreshing Ah, well, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I like to be direct. I think it saves everybody a lot of uh, pain and aggravation. You know, there's nothing more unattractive to me than indirectness. <laughs> Somebody who beats around the bush or, you know, a better term for, for it would be uh, pussyfooting. So <laughs> I, I, I like that and I appreciate that uh, people responded to that. But yeah, you know, when you come out to Hollywood from New Jersey, it's a, it's a real added benefit to be from somewhere that is so salty because there's so much rejection and there's so much bullshit here that it's a nice way to kind of cut through the crowd i'm sure was it an adjustment up in leaving or did you welcome it to come from la to new New jersey yeah when you were first getting established there uh no i was so excited to be away from my family and to be away you know i just wanted to be an adult 
I wanted to be an adult from when I was, you know, five years old. As soon as I could understand what adults were doing, I wanted in on that action. I wanted to get my own place. I wanted to divorce my family because I just didn't believe that we were actually related until much later in life. And then, you know, when you get away from your family, then that gives you the time to appreciate them and actually miss them and love them again. So it was a very healing exodus for our whole family. Me leaving felt like an exodus for for my family. And we... And it, it kind of brought us all closer together. I didn't have to be away from them for long to, to realize how much I missed them and, and, you know, all the great things that I couldn't stand when I was there. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's so true. Um, I experienced that, you know, in my own family. So it's sort of, the space sort of yeah, makes you, you closer. You're like 19 years old. You're just like, oh my God, I want to be, you know, I want a life. I want an apartment. I want to have sex with strangers. I want to live yeah. like an adult <laughs> life. And so when I came out to California, yeah, I was just like guns blazing. I mean, I didn't care if I slept in a car or I slept on the street. I never had to sleep in a car or on the street. But, um, you know, I, I was just ready for whatever happened. And I was willing to make it happen because I was just so excited to have my own identity that had nothing to do with my past or with my family. So you just want to individuate like that. Well, it certainly worked out for you. I mean, especially over the past decade, like your career has blossomed. I mean, from Chelsea lately, you've gone on to, you know, produce documentaries, author best-selling books, sold out tours. So you really accomplished a lot growing, you know, from a comedian to really being a brand. So what are you most grateful for or what has had the biggest impact on you? Well, I'm most grateful for my family. I think that really kind of molds who you are and shapes your personality. And, um, uh, and I'm grateful for having kind of that Jersey tenacity to not really let anything take you down for too long, you know, kind of lick your wounds and get back up and you get rejected a bunch of times, especially in this industry, but in life, you always get rejected, whether it's with a love interest or a job or a group of friends, there's a lot of rejection in life. And, uh, I, I credit my background with all of all of the personality traits that that lead to drive and ambition and and kind of owning myself and owning my voice and not being scared or intimidated by men or more powerful people and just kind of staying true to who I am and trying to be authentic, especially when you're a comedian, you know, I wasn't always a comedian or always set out to be a comedian. I kind of fell into it because I realized, oh, I could get on the microphone and just say what I wanted and nobody could interrupt me. I was like, this is ideal for my personality. And I thought I had a lot of things, you know, important things to say and that a lot of people would be benefit from hearing them. You know, I had a lot of misplaced confidence at that age. And, uh, so I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for all of those things that give me the drive and the energy to want to succeed and to stand up for stuff, you know, stick your neck out and say, no, this isn't okay. I'm not accepting this. And, and to stick up for other people too. I think that's a very Jersey thing. You know, you don't just sit by and let something happen. If you see a fight, you get involved. And that's a very not LA thing. So I brought a lot of that with me to Los Angeles, and a lot of people were like, whoa, 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 back up. <laughs> and a lot of people loved it. So unfortunately, enough people loved it that it gave me a great career and a great, and great longevity. And then, you know, you grow up more. Eventually, living in Los Angeles, you get into self-help and therapy, no matter how much disdain you think you might have for it, you eventually start to self-reflect. And then you get even better with age, you know, like a fine wine. I don't drink wine, but I hear it's delicious. 
Did you ever drink wine or did you I or did you make the move from alcohol to marijuana? No, wine to me is just so boring. And it just doesn't again do anything for me. Um I I like vodka and margaritas and cannabis. Okay. All right. So you like to mix it up. Yeah, I like to mix it up. You know, certain Certainly, it depends who I'm going to be around and what my tolerance is for the people that I'm going to be around. I like to not be irritated when I'm around people and whatever medicine I need to give myself to make that happen, then that's what I'll do. (laughs) We're in the same boat there. I had my uh, medical marijuana card before it was like a thing here. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right. Well, now, how great is it now? I mean, it's a thing everywhere now. It's awesome. I just am so excited about this cannabis you know, uh, evolution that we're living through. It's like one of the bright spots in this kind of crazy, hectic time. It is. And I think it's going to create so much opportunity for people too. you know, business in business, you know, business wise and, you know, a variety of areas. So I love it. Now you've made, you've made the move to podcasting recently with dear Chelsea and your podcast, of course, you're always funny, but it also seems very education based. So I was curious as to what was the inspiration behind it and was it sort of an adjustment? Well, um, you know, I love to give advice out, whether it's, I mean, I've been giving out unsolicited advice out to strangers for years. So I thought, why not make it official and have people actually ask me what what to do instead of just telling them without them asking, Um, which was a novel idea. And uh, I just learned so much from my own therapy experience and absorbed so much and read so much. And I love information and I love to to convey it to others and relay it to others. You know, I love to spit it back out. So this podcast, when I was kind of thinking like, okay, I'm not going to do a podcast unless I have some original idea of how to do it. And this just made so much sense. I want to be everybody's kind of stronger big sister and say, get away from that loser. You know, that relationship's over or leave that job or, you know, take a leap of faith and move across the country. You know, I want people to have that kind of energy. I have no skin in their game, so I'm going to give them the truth. And that's what people know me for is, you know, not mincing my words. So it's a kind of a great, um, it's just, it's a great meeting in the middle of all of my skill sets, I feel like, you know, I'm obviously not a trained professional. And so nobody should get it twisted that I am, but I act like I am. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, that's it's sort of what they want. Like, you have yeah, a lot of fans. Like I consider myself to be one of my, my, my psychiatrist's best students. You know, I, I took, I listened, I learned, I changed, I applied it to my life. And now I'm ready to give Dole it out to other people, you know? And, and I think the biggest, the biggest issue everyone is dealing with is how they see themselves, right? And their self-esteem and their self-assuredness. And you, it, a little boost and a little pat on the back and a little pumping up of people goes a really long way. And that's what I want to be for people. And so that's what the podcast has turned into. You know, I thought it would be more silly and, you know, we had the first, one of the first episodes, somebody called in and was, was talking about microdosing cocaine and said he, he wanted to know if that was a problem because he's been really, really productive at work. And I was like, well, first of all, no one is microdosing cocaine. That's not a thing. <laughs> We're not talking about psilocybin or LSD. We're talking about, you're just a cokehead at that yeah, point at work. Exactly. And I bet you are productive because for the first two weeks of doing that, I'm sure it is really productive. And then your world starts to fall apart. So we've had silly, silly calls like that, but we've also had people who've called in with major life changes and transformations and and and, and given advice to people who call back and follow up. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm, people are taking me very seriously 
and I need to take this very seriously. So it's turned into something that uh, is surprising, but I love it. And, and people are listening. So that's great. I think it's a great concept because it's, it's less celebrity based and it appeals more to like the average listener. So exactly. And it's, you know, I really miss Dear Abby. I used to read that all the time growing up. I just love to hear people's problems, interpersonal affairs, dynamics. Like that's my sweet spot. Like I love sibling dynamics or relational dynamics, love interest stuff. So yeah, I like to get in on all of that. Well, I'm, I love it. So props to that. I love the concept, especially. So kudos. Thank you. Now, of course, I want to talk about the tour, but I posted on social media I was going to be interviewing you, and I got a variety of questions. So if they're too intrusive... Oh, good, good. I love that. Okay. Hey. All right, good. So if, if there any are too intrusive, just let me know. Um, I doubt it. So you're very open sexually, and I, from what I understand, you've always been in committed relationships with men, but have you ever experimented with women, and if so, what was it like? Of course, of course. I've had threesomes. I've experimented with women. I, I was in my 20s once. Um, what was it like? Fun. You know, it, it was always fun. I, nothing ever serious. I never dated a woman, but I definitely have made out with women, fooled around with women. Nothing too serious, but enough to explore it and find out that I'm straight. Okay. All right. So it's good for fun, but not good for, you know, you can't picture yourself dating one, like a woman. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not going to rule anything out because every time I say I'm not going to do something, I end up doing it. <laughs> but I am very attracted to men. You know, I really like men. So I don't see me transitioning into a later like lesbian anytime soon. But I, again, I don't want to rule anything out. Now... I thought this one was really interesting. Um, so if you could spill some tea, that would be great. I didn't realize until someone posted this that you actually attended like early on in your career, like a dinner at Jeffrey Epstein's house before you even knew who he was. And uh, yeah. what experience was that like and how weird did it get? Uh, it was pretty weird. Uh, I went there with Katie Couric playing one night in New York City. It was about 15 years ago, I think maybe 12 or 15 years ago. Anyway, I didn't know who Jeffrey Epstein was, obviously, but I went, it was Prince Andrew, um, Charlie Rose, Katie Couric, myself, Jeffrey Epstein, and then Woody Allen and um, his daughter wife, Sue Nee, showed up. <laughs> and I was like, wait a second. There's no chance in hell that I could sit in this group of people and not say something to Woody Allen about him marrying his own daughter. Like, there's just no way. And I knew I was a guest of someone, and I knew that I had to behave myself to a degree. So it was a very big internal struggle. I was like, okay, okay, what am I going to do here? So I waited, and I played nice and talked nicely with Woody Allen throughout the dinner. And then when dessert came, and he put a little piece of apple cobbler in his mouth, I looked at them across the table and said, how did you two meet? And that was the end of that dinner. <laughs> Is that when Katie like pulled you out of there and was like, it's time to go? And it was like, okay, Chelsea, time to go. I was like, bye. Second to Epstein, who was the weirdest person at that dinner? Well, I mean, it was all very... Charlie Rose was... I mean, everyone there is a sexual predator, except for Katie and me. I mean, with Prince Andrew, Charlie Rose, they all... Like, how was I at the dinner is a better question. That's yeah. Like, what, what was the plan? What was the original plan to invite me is the real question. Did any of them hit on you? Or do you think, like, they were eyeing you up? No, 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 no. Men don't. Those, those kinds of men don't hit on me. Although older men do seem to like me, but I think I was probably too old for those guys. 
what dating wise what do you tend to go to do you get do you sort of gear towards someone older like more mature or have you like grown a desire well, i used to i used to like men that were like 20 years older than me when i was 20 i dated a 40 year old when i was 30 i dated a 50 year old but i'm 46 now so you know i'm not down to dtf a 60 year, six year old i'm not doing that the margin <laughs> has to shrink now I mean, I'll have sex with a 66-year-old when I'm 66, not a day before. So uh, I don't really have a type. I mean, my dating history is kind of all over the map. So if you put all these men in a picture together, <laughs> pretty funny because my friends have done that before. But no, I don't have a type. I'm just, I just like somebody who's really strong, really secure, and likes the fact that I say whatever I want. And then last question. I'm, I'm glad you're answering these because I, I thought they were good, but I'm like, oh, I hope she doesn't like, you know, think that any of them are no, a little no, too I much. I love it. I love it. Um, so then this one. Now, I've always had, had mixed feelings about her to begin with, but I um, did. This one question made me remember that it just seemed like Heather McDonald betrayed you. Did you guys ever make peace or where do you stand today? And do you even stay in touch with anyone that you previously worked with from that era of your career? Yeah, I stay in touch with a lot of those people. Uh, yeah, so Heather McDonald, no, I don't really talk to Heather McDonald, but there's no hard feelings. I mean, I'm not, you know, sitting around thinking about Heather McDonald. Oh, no, I'm sure you're not. I, I, that was, I mean, yeah. I don't think she, I mean, I hope she's not sitting around thinking about me either, you know? There's no, I mean, we saw each other at Chewy's memorial, I think, right after Chewy passed away. Yeah, and everything was fine. Everyone you know, got along, and yeah, there's no hard feelings. It's such a long time ago, you know? When you're fresh off with something like that, there's a lot of raw emotion, and everybody's tired and exhausted, and then you have some time to regroup, and then everyone's like, okay, that was silly. Like, no one deserves to be, you know, stay mad or angry at anything. Who cares? Life is, you know, too busy and too much fun to be angry. Oh, well, that's good. Kudos. You're uh, the better yeah. woman. <laughs> Now, moving on to the tour, what's it like to finally be out on the road again with Vaccinated and Horny? Because this has been your first tour oh since God, 2019. So much fun. It's just been, I just opened the Santa Barbara Bowl, and I'm coming to all the, we're adding, I did, we set out 30 dates of stand-up dates. We're adding another 30 for the next part of the year, next part of next year. So I'm just so excited to be a reason that people are coming back together, and I have a lot of funny shit about what how I handled COVID and how I handled dating during COVID and how my family invaded my house during COVID, which <laughs> led me to sell my house because I never wanted any children to live in it. And I realized that my family <clears throat> could possibly do that again unless I get a smaller house. So uh, I have a lot of stuff to share and a lot of people are just ready to rumble, right? And I want to be that energy. I want to like pump people up and be like, yeah, let's get out there. And let's start celebrating being together again. And, and let's just make fun of everything that's been happening for the last two years. Because honestly, if we don't start laughing about it hard, it's too depressing. You have to. I'm glad you have like that mentality. Because I ended up getting COVID in December and I was super sick. And Oh no, really? Yeah, yeah, and I was making stupid social posts joking about it. And like one of my friends was like, you shouldn't be doing that. And it's like hello, I'm sick and on like 89 medications right now. You need to just roll with it. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. But I can't wait. Is there anything that you could tell us what we could expect? Any surprises Any surprises in store that you could like hint at? Well, now that we're, I'll, I'll give you this hint. Now that we're done making fun of black and brown people, I'd like to focus my attention on white 
straight white men. Sorry, I focus my attention on straight white men. And um, I take a lot of time to do that and explain to men why all why so many women are transitioning into lesbians because they are turning <laughs> us against them and towards each other. That's actually, you know, it's too funny. I was actually speaking with my friends about that this summer, so this is going to be good. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do an indictment on white men over straight white men over fifty. So it's very enjoyable for anybody who's not a straight white male. And if you are a straight white male, I would suggest. I mean, first of all, you're probably not reading Out Magazine, but if you are, I would suggest definitely coming to learn a thing or two. You'll leave with more knowledge than you had when you walked in the door. <laughs> oh, I'm pumped. We're definitely going to be pushing the Atlantic City shows. Oh, awesome. I'm psyched. Yeah, I'm super psyched. All right, so you gave me a lot to work with. Do you have anything? Because I know the, the tour is like, it's going to be going on for a while. So do you have any other projects in the works? Uh, well, we're just developing my TV show based off of my last book, Life Will Be the Death of Me, for me to star in. So we've just been pitching that out and we're uh, you know, negotiating that. So that's going to be an exciting return to TV for me, me starring as myself in my last book. It'll be like a cut of your enthusiasm type show um, with me trying to go to therapy and trying to decunt myself and always failing, <laughs> you know. I have to wake up two hours earlier than everyone just to de-bitch, just so I can deal with everybody that I'm going to see that day. So um, therapy is like two steps forward and then eight steps back. So it's that kind of show and that kind of beat, you know, that kind of tenor. That's great. Well, it's definitely going to be very relatable because from what I've read, like therapists are very much in demand since COVID kicked off. So <laughs> just going to lot. Yeah, of exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So thank you so much for joining me today and answering all my questions and not holding back. No problem. Anytime. Great talking to you. Likewise. Are you doing any meet and greets at the AC show? I think so. I mean, there's VIP packages to buy. So I think the VIP packages come with the meet and greet. Okay, perfect. I'll make sure to mention yeah. that. All right. Maybe okay, I agree. Maybe I could like meet you for like a minute and say, you know, send you a holler. Oh, yeah, I, know. I, mean, I would love that. That would be great. Take a picture with the magazine. So, if we mm -hmm. could set sure, that up, that'd be yeah, great. for sure. All right, perfect. Thanks, Will. Thank you, Chelsea. Bye-bye. Bye. Make sure to pick up the latest issue of Out in Jersey Magazine to read Will Love's monthly music memo. Find out the hottest albums available on shelves and streaming platforms now. Cheers to the Queen of the Garden State and fellow Pisces, no wonder we talked so much. That interview really didn't need much editing at all because we just babbled so effortlessly. So she's a Pisces like me. She grew up in New Jersey like me. And she has no filter just like me and does not give a fuck. What did you think of that conversation? That was a mouthful. It was a lot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Come on. You can't set me up like that, Will. <laughs> <laughs> people can't see jenna was just about to have a, a drink a big gulp and then boom i asked that <laughs> that would have been a mouthful anyway um here's the thing i asked her some questions that i was afraid she was not gonna fucking answer but she did she i was shocked because i um you know like people go to hollywood and they get these big careers and then you go from liking them to sort of like can't not standing them because they become a sellout i never felt that was the case with chelsea at all i feel like chelsea's just as like real and raw now as she was then and i asked her everything i asked her about same-sex relationships she went into full detail 
Um, I asked her about, you know, Jeffrey Epstein's house. She she was there one night. She went into full detail about all the fucking pedophiles she was seated at a table with and how Katie Couric needs to fucking had to drag her out when she asked, kind of called out Woody Allen, who married his like daughter wife. I loved it. And then I asked her about the Heather McDonald drama because everyone knows Heather McDonald, who I like, but at the same time, I really think that her career has always been above Real Housewives. So I don't understand why she's like fixated with the Real Housewives. Maybe she wants to get cast because it's an easy paycheck, but I just feel coming off Chelsea lately that that was so odd. And there have been rumors for years that Chelsea Handler gave Heather McDonald a lot of opportunity. And there were rumors for years that behind her back, like she was selling stories about Chelsea in exchange for free press. And so there was a lot of beef there. Chelsea has always taken the high road. Um, but Heather has talking about her publicly and, you know, maybe Heather's just speaking her truth or, you know, I don't know. Um, I like Heather McDonald. I just kind of like Chelsea Handler more. I feel like she's more unfiltered, more edgy. And um, I like the fact that Chelsea even addressed the Heather McDonald question. You know, she addressed everything. And that's what I appreciated about it. She went into detail and she allowed herself to be vulnerable. And I really love this interview. This is one of my favorites, if not my favorite interview out of everyone we've done thus far. She's going to be here. Um, thanks, Black Friday. Oh. Black Friday in AC. Wait, are you going? Yeah. Oh, shit. And Who are you taking? You want to go? I can't go. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Why the fuck did you ask? <laughs> I just wanted to see what you'd say. Oh. It's good that you're a real friend, Will. Thank you. <laughs> it was a test and you passed. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, my fucking ass is going to be there. I'm going to fucking see her. She's Well, she's the cover of the magazine, too. Yeah. I interviewed her for Out in Jersey, and she has the cover this month. So. Wait, cover story. Yeah. Sweet. So she has the cover story. She's on the podcast. So I'm going to try to see her. I'm sure you'll be seeing pictures of her and I holding the magazine cover on the gram afterwards. So you're going to a show. Is it weird going back to shows? Not really? at all. Good question. Because in September, I saw Pipple and Iggy Azalea at PNC. Mm-hmm. That was incredible. It was my first concert. So the last concert that I went to uh, was literally right before the shutdown. Saturday, March 7th, I saw Celine Dion on her Courage World Tour at Prudential Center. I covered oh. the show. Wow. She was incredible, hooked me up with amazing seats. So good. But then everything went to shit. And Pitbull and Iggy were my first show that I saw since then. Uh, and I'm sure that was great, but September, to come off of Celine Dion <laughs> to Pitbull. Well, that just shows, like, I have, my div- I have such diversified music interests. Yeah. Um, I've always been a big fan of Celine, but I've always been a big fan, fan of Pitbull. There we go. You know, I'm feeling Celine when I'm like soft and in my feelings. <laughs> and I'm feeling Pitbull when I want to get turned the fuck up and have a good time. <laughs> yeah. So that was a great concert. I took Gloria with me. We had so much fun. And um, then I just saw Saturday, October 16th, Ricky Martin, Enrique Iglesias, and Sebastian Yatra at uh, Prudential Center. Wow. Ricky Martin is still touring. Oh, my God. That was a great show. And I took my friend Chris, and he, I didn't realize this. He never went to a concert before. Ever. So, ever. So wow. my first friend, my, I mean, my one friend's first concert. Was Ricky Martin. Was seeing, like, all these fucking big names. Yeah. Okay, it was a yes. great. That, I got, that was, like, the seats were amazing. Mm-hmm. And everyone was so, so what fucking is, sexy. So what is the vibe like when when you go? To Are people still like, do people seem scared, nervous? Or 
Do people seem like they don't care? Like COVID never existed. Um, the process is a pain in the ass, to be quite frank, because all these COVID regulations are like over the top and the wait's longer to get in. Hmm. Are they limiting like? And every venue is different. Oh. At least in Jersey here, depending on the venue, you either show your vaccination card or if you're not vaccinated, you wear a mask in. Or some places you need a negative COVID test. But yeah, I mean, the process is just a pain in the ass. I wish it would, at this point, it would go back to normal. I feel like I understood it initially, but now I feel like so many people have had it and, you know, or so many people have either have antibodies or have been vaccinated and or both that at this point, I feel like we can lower the regulations because I feel like it, it live music really took a hit during the pandemic. And everyone I spoke to, all these music acts had have told me on and off the record that it's, you know, everyone's been affected. Even people you think would not have been affected. So I think it's time to lower the regulations. We could take it. We could breathe a little bit now. You know, going on two years, things have gotten better. They were at a horrible period of time. And now they're much more better. Thank God and everything and and the research and, you know. What other shows are you looking forward to? Chelsea's, that's for sure. <laughs> My homegirl. I can't wait. Um, Tyler Henry in March. You know, we just interviewed him. Going to be seeing him in March. Um, yeah, it's sort of like it's unpredictable. You know, my life's very unpredictable. Yeah. I don't know, like, really what show I'm going to until, like, a day or two before. Yeah, and then you'll send a message, like, <laughs> yeah. a day or two before, like, hey, come with me to this. And I'm like, oh, I'm working, um, <laughs> like always. But there's a lot of big names touring right now who I want to see. Yeah. We shall see. Oof, Justin Bieber and Dua Lipa in March. March. My birthday month, they're coming to the area. You're about to have an epic birthday month. <laughs> I hope so. Um, yeah, a lot of big acts are touring. I, I'm grateful I got to see Pitbull. I got to see Ricky Martin. I got to see Ricky Iglesias, you know. And I just am looking forward to more and more concerts. Oh, I'm probably going to, uh, are you into Christmas? You know Trans-Siberian Orchestra? Did you just ask if I'm into Christmas? <laughs> well, you know Trans-Siberian Orchestra? Yes. They're doing their Christmas show. I know I'm going to that. If you want to go, that's on a weeknight. Um, okay. It's at like eight. Where in the city? No, in Jersey. Oh, like gross. Uh, uh, 30, like <laughs> half an hour from here. Oh, that's not bad. So um, we could go celebrate Christmas. And it's like two days before Christmas Eve, I believe. Hmm. That might be possible. All right. We'll talk off. Yeah. Off, so I'm definitely going to see office. them. It's so funny. The last time I saw them was 2019. And it was... On a weekend, I didn't really have anyone to go with, but I'm like, fuck it, I'm going anyway. Oh, look um, at that. Date yourself, yes. I, I went in like a t-shirt and sweats. I had front row seats. You and didn't want to pick anyone up at this thing, huh? I could tell. <laughs> I was I was just having like one of those days where I'm like, I just need to do me. And I could tell everyone's like, I literally look like, I showed up in my pajamas, basically. I'm I not even kidding you. Yeah. I mean, I showered and everything. I look good. But clothing wise, I was wearing my pajamas. And I could tell everyone's like, who the fuck is this kid in his pajamas, like, drinking front row getting turned like you know trust fund baby yeah people are i'm not a trust fund baby <laughs> i wish i was but you know like that's what people are fucking thinking i could tell because everyone's like what the fuck because mm -hmm. i was just so underdressed but i had such like phenomenal seats what were they wearing do you remember were I they like, like some, just i'm taking notes of like people who are rich and like industry people oh i'm taking notes and because when DJs. i go see them i can't even <laughs> i can't even say the name of the group i i never could because it's so many words like, I don't even try. Trans Orchestra. Trans Siberia Orchestra. Trans Siberian Orchestra. Oh, I was close. 
Um, I should try harder at things. I'd probably be sure. more successful if I tried harder. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh, that was the saddest all. <laughs> I'm sure there's some other shows. I just can't remember them. No worries. But, God, that Chelsea interview is something else. She's amazing. I cannot wait to see her at the Borgata and mm. get turned. Oh, she's great live. Just wish you were coming with me. I know. Oh, well, Black Friday. It's one year anniversary. I know. And it's a huge, a huge day. I think I have to work Black Friday. But yeah, my ass will go down day. Thanksgiving night, get a hotel, work from the hotel room, and then get ready but for that, the night. Well, that's the benefit <laughs> you have from working remotely. Oh, Meanwhile, trust, I'm out here juggling. That is, may, it may seem like a benefit, but you know off the record, there's a lot of other things. I mean, yes, but hey, you could like go to a park and sit there and like do your work. Not exactly, because I'm in meetings a lot. Oh, Turn the camera off. <laughs> That's they don't rude. always they don't always have to see your face. Um, you're on the toilet. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> no, um, no. It's a big. It's it's one year anniversary. Yeah. And then it is um, one year. By the way, dude. Wow. One year. Yeah, I know. That is insane. I know. Even us. I hope by the time this airs, I have someone. Oh God, <laughs> you could probably have someone to take to man Chelsea. I've been romantically involved with over the past few years has. Not been good. Well, if you fucking showed up to shows and anything but sweats, you'd probably pick <laughs> someone up. <laughs> I looked really fucking good when we went to Enrique and Pipple the other night. Oh, well, there you go. I looked good. That's Keep that vibe. That's the energy we want. We want that energy. And we decked out all gold. But then, you know, Black Friday. I'm getting mugged. Black That's why I don't get dressed up when I go out. <laughs> you can't say getting mugged at a Pitbull concert. That's it like... wasn't Pitbull. No, never mind. I don't even... I... Oh, at the Enrique concert? It, not because it was Enrique or Ricky, because of the the city that it was in. Where was it? Oh. <laughs> I'm trying not to trash the city. I'm sure it's trashed enough. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little bit trashed. <laughs> anyway, one year anniversary. I can't finish a thought with you. Like, one year any. Also... Holiday weekend, it's a big weekend, work-wise. No, I understand you. Yeah, yeah. So that's the only issue. I already foresee like that weekend being insane. Yeah. But Christmas time sounds a little bit more durable, doable. It'll be fun. It'll I'm be trying. like our Christmas Eve, celebrate a year of the podcast, go yes. out, get turned. There you know, we we're go. taking a fucking lift there and back. And we maybe we'll like do maybe an Instagram live or something. Yeah, I'm down. Ooh, you know, follow I'm down us for fucking everything. We'll love down for fucking everything. <laughs> <laughs> we'll at will love listen. Yes. <laughs> Subscribe. We'll love listen on Spotify, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And maybe maybe one day I'll get him to get a TikTok too. I won't keep saying that until I am manifesting. Put it in the universe. <laughs> Cheers to that.